This week, Kelly meets an older guy while away at college, and he had it all. A great job, his own home, and what really caught her eye? A shaved head. Just her type. Kelly thought she'd struck boyfriend gold. But 20 years and two kids later, she realized it was actually fool's gold. Welcome to My Crazy Divorce. failure as a husband, I'm a failure as a man. It's just, I'm beautiful and I'm bright and I deserve better. It's a great day, I'm feeling good, oh, the possibilities of what I could, oh, do with the world at my fingertips, my imagination brings a smile up to my lips, oh. Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of My Crazy Divorce. I'm your host, Tom Milligan. You know what? Sometimes it's just amazing how stupid people are. And it's usually those people who think the rest of us are the stupid ones, right? Today's story has all the stuff that's become normal here on our show. Lying, cheating, betrayal, indifference, you know, that stuff. But just wait till you hear how dumb Matthew thinks Kelly is, and how dumb that really makes Matthew. But before I cut to the interview, always remember... I'm not an attorney or a therapist, so nothing on this show should ever be mistaken as legal or therapeutic advice. Please seek out the appropriate professional if you need that type of support. Also, I'm always looking for guests on the show. So if your story is as crazy as the one we're about to hear, I want to hear about it. So please visit MyCrazyDivorce.com and click on the Apply to Be a Guest button. It only takes a minute to apply, and I promise we'll have a really great time recording the show. So, let's meet Kelly. Kelly, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to hear your story today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm, this is going to be great. So, let's start, as we always do, with young Kelly. Tell us, wh where are you from? Well, I was born in Michigan. My dad was in the Air Force, and my dad and mom both, they were not missionaries, but they were very involved with church and stuff. And so we stayed there for, I think, a little like two or three years-ish before I was born. And I was only in Michigan for a year. And then we moved to Chattanooga. So I was going to say, this accent doesn't sound like a Michigan accent. It, it is not a Michigan accent at all. <laughs> it's a Chattanooga, Tennessee accent. I've been in Chattanooga since 1979, and uh, we moved four or five different times between that time. And uh, we finally ended up living in, it's like Saudi Daisy, but it's part of Chattanooga. So it's right yeah. outside of Chattanooga. One of the things I know, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but one thing I have learned in my life is that there are very few people who can pronounce Chattanooga the right way, and <laughs> I'm not one of them, but somehow you guys have it, you got it your own way of saying it, and it's just perfect. Uh, it, more, more people have trouble with the word Saudi Daisy. They're like, Saudi Daisy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like like Louis, Louis, Louisville. It, right? you know, only who, people who live there can really say it right. Right. So. Right. All right. So you moved to Tennessee when you were pretty young. You've been there most of your life. Yeah. And what about siblings? You have brothers and sisters? Uh, I have two brothers, one sister, and I... And, 
I, well, as of like 2002-ish, I have a stepbrother and stepsister because my mom died of cancer when I was 20. So uh, we became the Brady Bunch, and uh, it's been a fun ride. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's go back and talk about your, yeah. your parents for a bit. So we just learned that your mom passed away, and I am very sorry to hear that. As yeah. you may know, and a lot of people know, my brother is currently... Literally, as we speak, he's sitting in a in a one of his mm. final chemo treatments. I mean, I just talked to him a few minutes ago, and he's he's getting chemo today, and so I know what that feels yeah. like a little bit. But so, were your parents were they they were together until your mom passed? Oh yeah, my parents were together. They made my parents made it look simple. I mean, the only <laughs> thing I ever remember happening was, well, I mean, I remember one fight at the dinner table with mom telling dad she hoped you choked on the food and well that's because he was complaining about the food though so oh, okay. yeah you don't <laughs> <Yeah>. do that <laughs> he was complaining about the food and so that uh yeah she kind of started the prayer off with dear god i hope you choke on your food and uh have a good day <laughs> yeah so that was uh probably one of the only fights i actually remember them having and i was like 13 at that point so uh but i'm sure they had plenty other ones but i never saw it right I, i'm the same way i my parents were i i've never never saw my parents fight once mm -mm. so and, and that's rare i think and so you and i should count ourselves lucky <laughs> that we saw a good example of what a marriage should be right okay so you're you, you grow up in this nuclear family you know you've got brothers you got sisters you got Right. You know, your parents are together. Everything's great. And, but we learned that your mom passes away. So when she passed away, was it a long cancer battle? Um, That happened right around my junior and senior year of high school. So right around 97, 98-ish. Well, no, 96, 97-ish. And it was probably about two years long battle. And then she just said, okay. I don't want to do chemo anymore. I'm done. Right. And so she just, you know, I guess the chances of survival were not there. I didn't understand it all. I think I was just too young to comprehend it all. You know, they're like, oh, she has cancer. But you're just like, oh, okay. You know, she's going to get better. You know, <laughs> right. that was my thought. But that didn't really work out that way. So, yeah, yeah. it's I'll tell you, I've never been. Never been affected by cancer, really, until recently with my brother, who's my best friend in the world. And you know, we share a birthday. He's five years older than I am to the day. And we're just best buddies. And so this is this has been tough. Obviously, it's harder on him and harder on his wife and kids. But this is the first time it's really right. hit me hard. So, okay. So let's back up, though, because you're, you're still a teenager. Tell me, were you rebellious? Were you a goody two-shoes? Oh, no, I was a nerd complete nerd. I love to read and I like to ride the bike and uh, I just wanted to read all the time. I read, well, my parents bought me romance novels, not actually knowing what it did, but they bought me romance <laughs> wow. novels. And uh, I mean, they would buy them as we were going on vacation. Well, I say vacation. We went to Ohio to see family, but they would buy these things and because they knew I would never say anything. So they didn't have to worry about me talking. I would just read, 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 read. So they they just stocked me up on these books, but they didn't know what was in the books. Really? 
Yes. Like, like Harlequin very... romance type right, things? Right, right. There was a lot of stuff in those books. Yeah. Soft porn, you know, the good yeah. stuff in life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But I never talked. So they didn't, you know, we'd stop to eat. I'd eat. I'd get back in the car and read some more. And, you know, so that worked out well for them. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it probably taught you a lot, too. Oh, well, it did. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's 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 learn about the your your ex husband a little bit. We're going to call him Matthew. Okay. And right. where did Matthew grow up? Matthew grew up in Saudi Daisy, and probably some of Dayton too. I would say, which is just a little town up above Saudi Daisy and or Cell Creek. Maybe it was Cell Creek. Cell Creek, yeah. And he has two sisters, and they just. It was a family of four. His parents were married until uh, they both died. Okay. So nuclear family. Yeah. So he he did not grow up divorced or in a divorce situation. No, I think his dad was an alcoholic for a long time. And then, you know, at the, the older he got, he stopped drinking, I think, because of health issues and all that. But, yeah, for the most part, pretty normal. Hmm. Yeah. From what you understand, happy childhood? Was he a jock or what, what was his childhood? Uh, like? He did, uh, they they were pretty poor. So I know that he did football and stuff like that. But uh, as far as I know, I mean, pretty happy family. He went in the military after high school and he's, I think he did reserves. Okay. Yeah. So, so you... You mentioned that your family was pretty pretty spiritual and religious. What what religion was your growing uh, up? They're Baptist. Your family is Baptist. Yes. And what about Matthews? Church of God. Was it a big part of his life? No. Okay. So kind of like they went every once in a while. They weren't like. Well, his family went. It's just that like he didn't go as much and stuff. And then you know, as we start having children, I would go but he wouldn't go okay got yeah. it okay so um so he finished high school and joined some some branch of the military I'm right. not sure what but so how did you guys meet how and uh, when Chattanooga State College uh okay. math class yes so we we're in the same math class and we we're in the math lab and we met in the math lab we were working on math well, that is a nerdy story. I know. <laughs> I know. It really is. <laughs> There's nothing romantic to it, is there? <laughs> yeah. So, hey, can you help me with this problem, big boy? I mean, how did that happen? <laughs> uh, no, I think it was more he walked in the... Okay, so I have this thing for uh, shaved heads. Anyways, he walked in. <laughs> he walked into the math lab, and I was like, "Oh, hey, you're in my math class." And I was like, "You want to sit with me?" And that was it. So. And you just like became fast friends, or was it like yes. instant romance? No, we just came become fast friends at that point. Yes. Okay. So you had then, a shaved head, and that was exciting to you. And uh, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I love how you say, uh, yeah. Yeah something about that anyways so uh yeah we just were friends and you know went to class and all that stuff and we'd go hang out and go downtown and walk around and all that stuff and so so kelly do you ever think that your thing for shaved heads has something to do with those romance novels 
I don't know if they are intertwined, but I'm going to say no, because you know, all of the guys that are in those romance novels are like Mr. Hunky, like, oh, I'm so perfect. Okay. Yeah. And they have <laughs> flowing so hair. Or right. I know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you guys meet, you're, you're hanging out, your friends. Mm-hmm. When did it become romantic? Probably about two or three months into us dating and doing homework together. And <laughs> was there an air quote there around homework? <laughs> Could have been. Yeah, I remember a couple times doing homework together with air quotes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So about two or three months into it, we started dating and stuff, and we were pretty much inseparable. So, so. That, it happened pretty quickly. Yeah. And when was that? What year? That was in 98. Okay. So, yeah. So, 1998, Kelly and Matthew start doing homework together. Yes. And they become <laughs> inseparable. All right. So, now you're dating. It's an exclusive relationship. And, and you guys are how old, give or take? I'd say I was roughly 20-ish. And see, he's 10 years older, so he's 30. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. He was 10 years older than me. So, okay. So I've got to go back then and say, what has he been doing? I mean, could you graduate from high school? Or you go to college. Well, oh. he joined some military or what did he do in that uh, yeah. extra he 10 or 12 years? He joined some military and he had a, a mechanical degree, I guess, because he worked uh, at a mechanical shop working on 18 wheelers. Mm. So he had been working there and uh, he had been married once and divorced. Oh, okay. So this was his, you, you are his second wife. That is correct. Probably yeah. his last at this point in the game, but yes. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll learn more about that, I'm assuming. <laughs> well, what about, did he have kids from his first marriage? No. Okay. Not that I'm aware of. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. So. She was just smart and got out fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't, don't you hate it when somebody else is faster than you? I, yeah, I think in this scenario, I sure do. She was smarter than me on that one. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm sorry to hear that, but otherwise we wouldn't be here. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, so you're, you got this old man. I'm sorry. This 30 year old man. <laughs> you're 20. And so this is about the same time your mom passed. Uh, yeah. Right. After it, mom died in November of 1998. And, uh, yeah, it was not long after that when I met him, actually, if you think about it. Yeah, I guess it was the, uh, probably the spring session of school. So things are, so it's probably 99 then that you met him, but it still it's, you're pretty raw from mom passing. Yes. I, I was in a hurry to get out of my house because I didn't like my parents' house because I didn't, I, 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 I didn't like being there and I cried all the time because of, you know, all the memories that were there and stuff like that. So, of course. yeah. How long did your dad wait to get remarried? Uh, I don't know, but I'm, wait, he married in 2000, I think. Yeah, 2000, because he was dating in like December of that year, 98. So he was going out on dates. Within like a month of your mom's passing? Yeah. I was surprised too. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. It was real fast. <laughs> wow. I, wow. I, you know, no judgment. I just, wow. That's right. Weird. 
you can judge them all you want. I'm not going to, but that's, that's not, that just surprises me. I understand. I understand. But yeah, it was like, cause he was out on new year's Eve with some girl and I was like, Oh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm at a party with a girl. Like it was a church party. He's still, my dad's still very, very religious. So it was a church party thing. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you know, it's an interesting thing though. Cause he'd been married to your mom at that point for 30 years or whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I, I get the idea that, you know, when I got divorced, it's obviously it's different. I'm not comparing the two. I'm just saying right. that when I got divorced, I had a, a, this innate need to find somebody quickly. Mm-hmm. And I realized later that it was more, I was looking for a security blanket. I wasn't looking for a partner because I, I didn't know how to not be with someone. And I'm a, you know, I'm just going to chalk your dad up to that or chalk, whatever, you know what I mean? Right. Okay. So, so that happened pretty quickly. Then he got remarried and all of a sudden you've got new stepsisters. What did you say? A stepsister and stepbrother, yes. And mm-hmm. and now, in terms of your siblings, including your step siblings, do you guys all get along pretty well? Uh, okay. I get along with my oldest brother and my stepbrother. My stepsister here and there. My sister, no. My brother, my other brother, yeah, here and there. So it's a patchwork of relationships. It, it is very much a patchwork of relationships. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it'd be another story. It'd be my crazy family divorce. (laughs) You know, I got to tell you one of the things, and I don't know if anyone else feels this way, but I grew up in the most normal family in the entire world until I realized looking back how messed up we really were. Yeah. And I think that everybody's family is normal. And then you look back and go, holy shit, what was that? And, uh, you know, I... It, it's just a strange thing because this is normal. Uh, but then you look back because you start to see the rest of the world and it, nobody's normal. You're, you're, and so that's why I've always said that we, we need to just find people that have a compatible abnormalcy or, you know, we're all messed up. So we just need to find someone that's just compatibly <laughs> messed up. Yeah. yeah. So let's get back to you and Matthew. So so you're you're dating exclusively yeah. three or two or three or four months in. And at some point, did you guys move in together? How did the relationship uh, progress? Yes. At uh, some point, we moved in together, I would say probably six to eight months into it. And we moved in right at 2001-ish because we, uh, he bought a house. Oh. Like, yeah, he bought a house that was right next door to his mother. So when he bought that, but I was a couple of weeks before that, I'd been staying with his mom with him, but yeah. So, so was that a red flag to you? Uh, no, I was young, stupid and naive, but there was no red flags at all. Oh, really? oh and I was in love. Ha ha. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's, you know, I joke around that as soon as we fall in love, we become colorblind for the the color red. So as you said, no red flags. You're, you're young, you're naive. He's, he's got a shaved head for crying out loud. There's nothing wrong with that. Whole face is shaved. That's just, yeah. Nice. So no facial hair either. Just, there's, Mm. he's got eyebrows and that's the end of it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. And Mm -hmm. that's, there's Kelly's type. That's, that's true. <laughs> All right. So anybody who's watching this on YouTube, 
rescue. <laughs> Ke- Kelly's Kelly's looking for her man. So you're you're dating. You've moved in together. Would you say six or eight months into your relationship, yeah. into a house that he purchased next door to his mother's house? Right. Mm-hmm. Was he a mama's boy, or was this just convenient? I'm gonna go with after the fact, mama's boy. You know, it's just it was like he couldn't do anything. I mean. He, he could wash his own ass, but that was about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, but <laughs> wow, that is great. I mean, you know, the rest of it. If he had a problem, he called mom to fix it, so she could go, you know, do whatever, call whatever, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> isn't that that some of y'all men? Some of y'all men just, you know, y'all can wash your own ass, but going past that, it's like. Mm, I got a call to figure out what I'm going to do about my kid being sick. How do I do that? You know, or whatever, you know? So you move into his new house and and you're probably thinking, oh my gosh, I found a great guy because he, I mean, let's, I'll I'll get past the shaved head thing here in a minute, but you know, this guy, he's my type. He's going to school. He has a job, right? He's made, he's a smart guy. Uh, he he loves his mother. Right. Uh, he seems like on paper he sounds like a great guy right had money you know it was a good thing all right so did you finish college no i got pregnant with my daughter and oh lordy have mercy that's a whole nother story but yeah no i did not finish college okay so you're you move in you're in college but you you move in together right and he's going to school and working i take it right Okay. Let's keep the relationship story going. You, at some point and you, then, you moved in, you got engaged. Well, how did, how did this all progress? And then after I moved in and we got engaged and then we got married at the courthouse in well, crap, March of, uh, 2001. And, uh, and then we had Aaron in November of 2001. Okay. All right, so that's that's a lot of information. Let's back up a little bit. So you got okay. pregnant, uh-huh. and is that when you decided to get engaged? Uh huh. Okay. And was there any engagement story, or did you just go, "Oh, doctor says we're in love. Let's get married." Uh. Well, this is not going to sound real good, but we were planning on a trip to Florida, anyways. But before that, we decided we were going to get married, and he just uh, proposed in the kitchen. Yes. So he was like, I was going to do it on the beach, but I just decided to go ahead and do it now. So it wasn't real, oh my gosh, this is the most amazing proposal ever or anything else like that. But I was just like, oh, I'm going to get married. Yay. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, did he have a ring at least? Yes. Okay. Yes. So th- there was a plan. Yes. He just yes. decided to move the plan forward. Yes. And change the location from right. a really awesome place to your kitchen. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's pragmatic, if nothing else. Okay. So, and and I guess symbolic maybe too, right? You know, (laughs) you're in the kitchen, so this is where I want you. You've got a ring. You're engaged. Yeah. And and you're pregnant at that point. Mm Mm-hmm. And you go down to the courthouse and get married. Right. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, I support that 100%. I think weddings are stupid. But that's just me. But I know that it, lots of little girls dream of that day being a princess. And but for me, it was just a what a waste. Okay, so you got married in the courthouse. 
Yep. And then did the honeymoon in Florida. My parents had a timeshare, so we went and did that. And uh, stayed up in Florida for a week and come back. And uh, then our life consisted of work, 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 and kids. So you get home, your daughter's born just a few months later then. Right. Mm-hmm. And is and you stopped you you I don't I don't know dropped out is the right word but you 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 right. stopped going to college, right? Did mm-hmm. he finish whatever degree he was working on? No, he did not finish it. He I don't even know if he passed that math class to be honest. <laughs> he might have been distracted, but yeah. So he yeah he didn't finish, but he stayed at the place where he was at working doing eighteen wheeler work and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And is that pretty much what he did the rest of the story? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> All right. No. All right. Uh, when we had Aaron, uh, then Aaron was sick and had, uh, some major heart issues and, uh, I'm going to break it down for you, but it was basically two holes in our heart, a oh. valve that was too thick and a chamber that was too small. So, uh, she had to have what ended up being over four year span, like four open heart surgeries, but in order to pay for all of those medical bills coming in from her, he worked there and I worked as a pharmacy tech. Hmm. And then on the side, part time, we had a mowing business. And we mowed substations for EPB, which is electric power board. Oh, okay. So there was no downtime whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. It was hard to have a friendship and a romance when that's all you do. It was work, 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 work. So, and then it was in between all that, you had a sick kid, you know, that you had to take care of and it was, it was very difficult because you had to figure out whether, you know, whatever she, symptoms she was showing, is this an issue? Is this not an issue? Should she go to the doctor? Should she not? Do we, you know, spend that money to go to the doctor? You know? Yeah. Uh, and a lot of times he disagreed with me because I'd be like, okay, we need to go to the doctor. And he's like, you just keep running back and forth to the doctor for no reason, you know, which sometimes he's true. It was no reason. And sometimes I was right. There was a reason. So it, was a very very stressful time (laughs) yeah yeah and how many how i mean uh, aaron did you say was her name Uh is she did she is she okay aaron aaron about 2012 ish took a turn for the worse and got really really sick and so we started going to a hospital that specialized with hearts in cincinnati Ohio Cincinnati Children's Hospital and it took them about two years but they got her to do a turnaround and Aaron is living thriving doing very very good right now she is working right now and she's going to school college and uh eventually Aaron will have to have a heart transplant but that's down the road Mm -hmm. before this if I had stayed probably with Chattanooga care, it could have been a lot sooner, I feel like. So uh, they they really got things turned around in Cincinnati for her. 
That's so she, yeah, she really, really, really was struggling for several years. Wow. So yeah. So good. At least there's one happy ending out of this story. Right. right? Uh, absolutely. So yeah. I have a feeling that might be the last one. <laughs> I don't know about that. There's a couple more surprises. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you know you can get divorced without hiring an attorney? Let OurDivorce.com guide you through our three-step process for a simple flat fee. Visit OurDivorce.com to learn more and get started today. Yeah. And by the way, just so everybody knows, you know, every show I ask everybody to apply to be a guest on the show. And there's a section in the application where people type in their, you know, short version of the story. And, and I read it, make sure it's crazy enough. Then we have a quick call, usually 15, 20 minutes just to kind of get to know each other a little bit, but I don't really delve into the story. So I honestly, I don't remember much of this, what we're about to talk about, if anything. And then, I, yeah, it's it, most of this comes as a big surprise to me too. So, and, and it gets pretty fun. Okay. So let's, all right. Well, so let's you have get a, on you, the roller coaster then. Yeah. Cause I thought, sounds like that's where we're headed. Cause you, you have more than one <laughs> child. I know that. I do. I do. Um, I have a son. He is, uh, he was born in 2002. Wait, no, 2004. My bad. Uh, and he is, uh, 17 and, uh, he's just, he's an amazing kid. He was very healthy. He was very, very good about helping me with Erin when she was really sick and, uh, helping me take care of her because Aaron could be very demanding at times. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, yeah, it, but he is going to start college this year and he works full time too. Well, that's fantastic. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, so, and those are your only two children then? Those are my only two children. All right. So, so you've got kids, you've got, uh, your pharmacy tech, uh, mm -hmm. Matthew is fixing big rigs mm -hmm. and you're mowing grass at a, at power stations. Right. And let's then get the story going. In 2010 ish, uh, Matthew got a job at the railroad and he started working as an electrician there. And so that changed all of the income levels and stuff because that was a higher paying job than the big rig work or whatever. So we quit mowing and that was good. That yeah. was really good. And at that same time, you know, like right at 2012-ish is when Aaron really started getting sick. So I really focused more of my energy on Aaron versus the marriage, I guess, and all of that stuff, yeah. you know? So that really took a toll on the marriage, I guess. Yeah. And would you say that prior to all that, that you had a pretty good marriage or was it rocky there, from the beginning? No, it was pretty good. I mean, you know, in the beginning it was good, of course, but you no, know, I am learning the hard way, as I do everything, evidently, that I am not good <laughs> with communication. I, I think things in my head, but I don't articulate them and I don't say them and I don't converse them. So I think I'm having these conversations because I'm thinking, I'm, you know, during the day at work or whatever, but I'm not passing that information along in my so, relationships so so women are often accused and i often most of the time i'm going to say falsely but women are often accused of expecting men to be mind readers yes but it and, sounds like you literally oh, need yes. someone to be a mind reader i i do unfortunately yeah wow, wow i that's, know 
well, hopefully that's a lesson that you're you're, yes. you're learning and I'm and working better. on it. I'm working go. on saying, you know, texting things or saying what I need instead of expecting y'all. Yeah. To, no. Yeah, Kelly, yes. use your outside voice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. I just, okay. I so, know. so really, what you're saying is, is that you you were a poor communicator, maybe are, but at that time, at least you were a poor communicator and Matthew wasn't meeting your expectations because he didn't know what they were. Probably. That's true. Probably. Yes. And you know, we had different agendas. My agenda was the kids work, money, job, you know, that, and his agenda was work, money, and, uh, the girlfriend and, uh, whatever else. Oh, wait a minute. That, that, that we've just introduced a new character. Oh, that character. Yeah, she's dead. It's okay. His girlfriend <laughs> is dead? Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's a story there. What happened there? Oh, okay. So, uh, let's see here. Evidently, I'm going to go with 2015-ish is when it started. And he and this other girl were uh, messaging, Facebook messaging back and forth. And so they were, you know, just talking to each other and stuff. And this girl, uh, evidently was an ex-girlfriend mm. from before, like we had been married, um, and stuff. And so they would, he, you know, message back and forth about, Hey, when can you come see me? When are you going to come see me? Things like that. And it was, you know, Hey, uh, when can I have a blowjob? Hey, when can I, you know, uh, when are you coming over for a shower? Blah, blah, blah. So it was all of that stuff. And so I didn't know anything was going on until the very end in 2021. <laughs> okay. it, it, yeah. Okay. So it was, well, that actually was... that was 2019 because that's when this all started. So 2019. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. So we'll, we'll get to that in a second then. So you, you're, we, we, so we've went from like 2004, 2005, when your son was born, he helped with Aaron. Everybody grows up. Aaron goes through all of the stuff that she went through. Right. You've, he's got a better job so you can quit the part-time mowing thing. Are you still working as a pharmacy tech though? Yes. Full okay. time. Mm -hmm. All right. So that, so you, you, your life has settled into some form of normalcy, at least. It wasn't right. as chaotic as it was right. eight mm -hmm. years earlier or whatever. Right. But then things go bad. And part of that going bad is that he gets a girlfriend, but you didn't know about it at the time. Right. So what part of it went bad that you know about? I mean, let's, let's kind of describe how, basically we've gotten to this point where you've got a decent marriage. You've made it through, at least it seems like you've made it through the bad part. And now it goes to shit. So what happened? I think it was just a combination of things. And I don't know that I can really answer that as far as what happened. It was, you know, we were on different paths. Hmm. We just were on different, like my mindset was on the kids and work and his was on other things. And, you know, on the weekends, he spent his time at the flea market and, you know, when I was off work, I was spending my time with the kids. I was taking them to go swimming or I was taking them to the jump park or the 
or just a park in general or whatever so that they could have something to do versus being at home 24 Mm seven. And, you know, when he was off work, it, it was, that was his time. It was, that's not time for us. So, you know, during the day, evidently with the kids, it was like, he wouldn't take them to do something they wanted to do. It was what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So they never got any kind of enjoyment out of it, you know, because n- nobody wants to go to Walmart 24 right. seven. I mean, I personally <laughs> hate Walmart. <laughs> That's the best people watching in the world. But other than that. Hell yeah, that's true. I mean, when I was working there as a pharmacy tech, I sure saw a lot of things that I wish I didn't. But, you know, (laughs) still, yeah, I I mean, just there are so many things that he could have done with them and he just didn't take the time to do it. So I don't know. That was my focus was my kids, though, and doing stuff with them. Well, so and that I mean, that makes sense. Couples grow apart. Uh, There's there's certainly no shortage of roommates that happen to be married yeah and that it sounds like that's kind of the way things were but at some point somebody said i want out and so something led to that decision i just got to the point where i was just miserable i was just like there ain't nothing there like i didn't i had no desire to be with him i wasn't sleeping in the same room with him i was sleeping with my daughter in her bed. And I just got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm done. But then I went and saw this lawyer and I talked to him and he told me, he says, I want you to do something for me. He says, I want you to go home and I want you to start taking pictures of everything that's in the house. And I'm like, okay. He says, cause it's going to start disappearing. I said, no, no. Cause I, at this point I thought I was the horrible person because I was divorcing him and he really wasn't that bad of a guy. I didn't know everything I knew or found out after the fact, because for some reason I was oblivious to it all. And the only thing that I can come up with is my mind was set on the kids, my job and making it through the days. And that's where my mind was set, you know, and, uh, you know, paying attention to Erin. Okay. She look okay. Okay. Is there anything going on? Blah, blah, blah. You know, and that's where my mind was set. It was not set on him at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, if he needed something to eat, okay, wait a minute, you're 45 years old, make your own sandwich. You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I, I'm not worried about you. And that was my, I mean, and that's my problem, I guess, because I was so focused on them and making sure they were taken care. Okay, go ahead. this is just a morbid curiosity of my own your sandwich comment there Mm -hmm. i have never in my life asked well since maybe when i was a child but i have never in my life asked somebody to make a sandwich for me have you asked them make you dinner do you not come home at night and say what's for dinner no when you get done with work no because my well, my first wife, she always just cooked dinner and it kind of drove me crazy because I always wanted to be a part of it. I always wanted to help and feel like I was part of that. Not necessarily because I wanted to control it. It's just I always felt bad that she did that. And I did most of the cooking in my second marriage. But the idea of a man just saying, look, I have a penis, therefore you should make me a sandwich. That is such a foreign concept. But that's a normal thing. It's like, hey, I'm in the mood for PBJ. Will you go make it for me? Mm-hmm. He would say, literally say that. I mean, it was just 
you know, if he wanted something to eat, he expected us to make it for him, either me or Aaron. So, because if I wasn't there, then Aaron had to do it. I, that is, that's just mind blowing to me. I, I mean, and again, I know that it's out there and I'm probably the abnormal one, but it's just weird to me. It, it is abnormal. I mean, to be like that, but I feel like, you know, we're both adults here. You can make a sandwich. I can make a sandwich. If you can't, if you're sick, I, I'll be, all, I'll be right there for you. But if you're physically able to do something, no, I'm not doing it. Yeah. You know? That's, that's. And that's anyway, that's just a weird thing for me. Yeah. So you went and talked to this attorney about when? That was in probably, I'd say August of 2019. Okay. And so we're talking about three years ago. Yes. So everything we hear from this point forward is all fairly recent stuff. Attorney says shit's going to start disappearing, start taking pictures. Yeah. Okay. So I go home and I start going through the house and you know we had a one layer or what one layer one floor house you know and there's four bedrooms and then you had a basement but you go outside to go into the basement it's not like connected to the house so i took pictures of you know there's some guns and i knew he had some guns or whatever but you know just that and like some of the home you know home ownership paperwork and all of that stuff and then I went to the basement. Okay. So in front of the basement, there's this huge tree that's uh, in our yard. And there's a camera that's in that tree. So I go in the basement and I'm looking around and I start seeing all this stuff that I've never seen before. And I'm like, that's interesting. When did we get an amp for a guitar? Because he doesn't play music. He doesn't, he's not in a band and it looks like a fairly nice amp and it's brand new. So I'm like, hmm. And then I start seeing all these gun cases that are like as tall as me and you, you know, five, six foot tall. I'm like, okay. And then I start seeing all of these toolboxes and there's just all kinds of stuff down there I've never seen before because I don't go in the garage or the basement. I never went in the basement because the mower was down there and I was like, okay, nothing to see really. You know, it was nothing big to me. That was but, like his man cave. Yeah. So I'm in there and I'm taking pictures and all of a sudden I get this phone call and it's from him. And he says, Hey, what are you doing? I was like, Oh, nothing. I'm just, you know, looking around right now. He said, well, one of the neighbors drove by and they said they saw the basement doors open. I said, why are you lying to me? I said, there's a camera in the tree. I know that that's how you're seeing this. Why are you lying to me? And he says, well, what are you doing? What are you doing? I was like, I'm just looking around. This is my house too. I figured I had every right to look around in here and see what was in here. Yeah. Just like everybody else. And he's like, well, you just need to lock up and get out of there. Oh, okay. Wow. What happened is he is going to go to sleep. So I quit snooping and I go and I get the computer and I'm like, Hmm, I wonder if I can hack into his Facebook account. So I figure out how to hack into his Facebook account, you know, figure out the password. Uh And I figured out the password to the Facebook messenger, which is where I found out that he was seeing this other girl from all the messages. 
Okay. So I'm like, okay, he's cheating. Now I have a legit reason for divorce. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's no longer just mama's not happy. Right. So then I, you know, go through all the messages and read about how she wants to know when he's coming and when he, she can make him a sandwich and give him a blowjob <laughs> and when, you know, uh, when he come over for a shower and I miss you and blah, blah, blah. Right. So it was a full on affair. This was not just an emotional flirtation. Uh, He says that it was never anything to it. I don't know. Because I've found that he's more of a pathological liar than he ever realized. But I feel like it was. So she, so time goes on and I start the process for divorce. And, you know, we file and all this other stuff. And, uh, so I start doing some more digging and I figure a way out or I figured out a way to hack into his text messages. So (laughs) then I find all of the text messages from where he was evidently into some threesome stuff. And I find text messages of this gun club he's in that I didn't know anything about. And all of that stuff on there. And then I also saw where he was uh, taking stuff from the garage or the basement and taking it to his sister's house because he didn't want it to be in the divorce. He didn't want to be part of the divorce. So he was trying to hide that stuff, basically, you know. Wow. Yeah. So you went down there, saw the took pictures of stuff, and then he started moving it out? Right. So I went back over there and I went in there and I call him. I'm like, Hey, I think we need to call the cops. I think because there's stuff missing in here. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, no, no, it's okay. You know, trying to blow it off basically. Right. So, uh, yeah, I saw that part and, uh, I basically just kept following his messages to see what he was doing and stuff. And then, I found out another way of kind of keeping track of him. <laughs> wow. You are just on it, Kelly. Uh, yeah, I know. It's, it's it's bad. When you piss me off or screw me, I, I kind of just, I'll go after you. Yeah. And yeah. Like any woman. But there's a way that you can track what mail they get. And so that came in handy later on. Like and U.S. mail? Yes. You can track their mail. You have to actually physically live at the house at the time that you applied for it. But if you live at that house, you can track what mail comes in your mail. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I did that and that came in handy several times for me because it came to a point where he was getting a credit, not credit card, but bank statements from a different bank. And I'm like, that's interesting. I didn't know we had money in that bank. But evidently he did. I didn't, but he did. So we did a discovery thing through the lawyer. And when we did a discoveries thing through the lawyer, come to find out he had, I think, three other checking accounts. And he had been taking money out of his account before it came to the bank, our bank. He had been putting it in a separate checking account. So direct deposit from work or whatever would right. be split across deposit. a couple of banks. Right. Exactly. So it was about 
50,000, I think, that I've accumulated from what I can tell. However, the, the bad part about that was, is I thought, because I was doing bills and doing banking, we're living paycheck to paycheck. Right. Oh, I need a coupon. And I was an extreme couponer. Oh, I'll take the old lottery tickets and scratch them off and make sure nobody missed anything for money or turn them in for that extra uh, reward thing. Cause I got a couple things off that, but, and then I was doing consignment sales, which were a pain in the, but mm -hmm. you know, and I was doing everything I could think of to make extra money because I thought, Oh, we don't have any money. You know, we don't have any extra money. So everything I had from my job, from anything was being used for us. Everything he had, well, some of it was being used for us in the bills, but then some of it was being used for his dog, the demon dog. And then some of it was being used for uh, McDonald's and Burger King because we have to go there every day, right? And some of it was being used for porn and some of it was being used for tool concerts, you know, because we had to buy $1,000 tool concerts uh, tickets to go to, right? So... I, let me ask this then, because so he moves on to this electrician job for the railroad and he, right. he, he's making more money. Right. But he was making more than even you knew about. Basically. Right. And so yes. this delta between what you knew about and what was actual, he was just funneling into two or three separate accounts. Yes. And I, I hate to say this, but he hid it in your own house. And he didn't even hide it. He just put it in a basement and said, ah, Kelly, will never see this. Yes, that stuff. Yes. I, and I wouldn't have because I don't go down there like that. Wouldn't I would never have gone down there on a normal basis. So let's like, let's talk about because we got two or three different things that he's hiding from you. Basically, he's got physical things like the amp and the guns and the gun safes and stuff like that. You knew he had some guns, but did you ever figure out then? And maybe we're going to get to this did he have just like a you know 50 guns that were worth a ton of cash or what was it just a few i don't know never saw them i never saw the guns that were for cases that were as big as us i saw little handguns mm -hmm. but i never saw anything that big and evidently he bought a four thousand dollar guitar why i don't know i mean i understand he liked music i like music too but I'm not going to go out and buy a $4,000 guitar. So <laughs> I'd like to learn to play the guitar, but I think I would learn on a $50 thing from Goodwill before I would spend anything on. There's an idea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Divorce doesn't have to be complicated. Our divorce.com's three-step procedure provides a simple and affordable process that you can follow at your own pace. Save thousands by visiting ourdivorce.com today. He's buying all this stuff, putting it in the basement. Then he's got money and checking accounts, and he's going to Tool concerts. I like Tool, but I'm not going to spend a thousand bucks a seat. Did he take his girlfriend, or how did, was he? On his uh, own? He did on one of them because I found that in the text messages. So one of them, he he took her, but he would never admit it to anybody. Like even in depositions, when we went to do depositions, my lawyer would ask him stuff, and he'd say, "I don't know." I don't remember. Hmm. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't understand. I mean, that was the whole, I mean, that was basically all he said. And 
the only way that I found out that the girlfriend died is in depositions when uh, he said that she had died. And he didn't say how. I'm assuming because of text messages and things that I've read, it's either from a mental issue or it was a heart issue. One of the two. Yeah. But I don't know. Uh, I don't know how she died, really. Sounds like he should run for office because that's how politicians handle depositions. Uh, right. Well, he's a know. good liar, so that remember. would probably work out well for him. Yeah, it was it was the weirdest thing because I didn't ever look at him and think what he was saying to me was a lie. Right. I never I mean, when he spoke, I didn't question everything he said. And then after that, it was like everything he says, I can't I don't trust anything he says. And I, in future relationships, you, you're always questioning what people say to you mm-hmm. because you went through somebody that was that deceptive. Yep. I, I, that, that, that right there was like, it blew my mind. How can you be that deceptive? But you know, your whole quote in life is I'm a family man. I'm all about my family. Okay. All right. You know, no, you're not all about your family. You're a liar. Yeah. And that's what I found to be true with him. Yeah. So you're, you're working with this attorney then to, to get, to take care of business. Let's just call it that. And so you're taking pictures of stuff. You find these other checking accounts. You've got mail coming to the house. You've got text messages. You've got Facebook messages. You've got a lot of evidence. And right? how much time did you spend collecting evidence? Oh, I was like a Rambo on it. I mean, <laughs> I was like, I was all over it every day searching for stuff. And I feel like there's still more stuff out there that I don't know. And I'm fairly positive that there is. So, you know, that went on for a while because, you know, we started this in 2019. Well, in the middle of that, you had COVID. So, of course, and where I worked, I could kind of get away with looking at stuff while in between work and trying to investigate stuff. And I was always thinking about how, you know, this stuff and trying to fix it, you know, and people are like, you just need to give it up. You need to let it. I'm not that type of person. Mm -hmm. You know, you got it. You got something there. I'm going to keep going until I get to the bottom of it, you know? But and I don't think I am at the bottom of it. I think we're st- there's still stuff that I don't know. I'm positive of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's let's cut to the credits real quick and say, I mean, you're divorced <laughs> now, right? Right. I'm divorced, so it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, so, so I have stopped my research essentially. Okay. okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that because it sounded like you're like, oh no, I'm still digging. Uh, yeah. Right? I, I I rarely tell people to move on, but this was going to be, uh, Kelly, maybe it's time. Oh, no, no. I just, I'm done. I'm, okay. I'm done. You mentioned depositions, and anytime somebody says depositions, we know that this is not going to end up in as an amicable divorce. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> so, how did this all go? Tell me the divorce story. Uh, basically, we did depositions. He lied all the way through, and... I got in trouble in the middle of them because the lawyer said I was making faces at him. And I was thinking, well, you would be too, if you were listening to the bullshit I was listening to, because I was just sitting there staring at him. I'm like, 
are, are, are you serious right now? Like, you, you know, he's saying this stuff and I know he's lying and I can prove it. And I, I'm like giving my lawyer these papers. I'm handing them. I'm like, here's this proof. Here's the proof he's lying, you know, because he's the whole way through it, you know, uh, just, oh, did you ever meet the girlfriend? No, we never met. Oh, really? Oh, okay. You know, and just stupid stuff. Or okay. I never spent money uh, on tool concert tickets. I never spent money on porn. Yeah, you did. But so we did depositions. He lied. We got to the day of, you know, going to uh, have court or whatever and uh, to finalize this thing. And I ended up getting a hundred percent of all 401k accounts. Hmm. So because <laughs> I had so much proof against him uh, for all the money he stole and everything else. Yeah. So, and by that, the way, I'm going to stop you for just a second because mm -hmm. there are probably a whole bunch of men right this minute going, what do you mean he stole it? He earned it. How dare Kelly feel entitled, but let's all take a minute and realize you stole it from the family. Exactly. You didn't steal it just from me. You stole it from the family. There were things that the kids could have used. There were things that could have been done differently. There was a hole in the kitchen floor, for God's sake. I mean, there were things that could have been fixed at the house. Uh, you you didn't steal just from me. You stole from the family. Exactly. I, I, yeah. it's, I couldn't have said it better. That's exactly where I was going. It's just like, don't you dare say that kelly wasn't entitled his children were entitled exactly and, and quite frankly so was kelly i mean the bottom line is, right. is that a marriage is supposed to be a 50 50 partnership and that's the way it has to be and clearly matthew was not contributing his 50 percent. so no. anyway i just wanted to make sure that it, anybody that wants to write in and say well what an entitled bitch kelly is yeah screw you yeah for real you Oh, I wish I was entitled. Okay. So, all right. So, so the judge awards you, did you actually go to trial? No, we did not. I wish we had, but, uh, we did not because I just took all of the 401k from every account. And what happened is I ended up getting a very, very, very nice house out of the deal. So I ended up buying me a nice house and, uh, I ended up, being able to take care of all of my bills, pay everything off. And that's where the happy ending is. My kids do not see their father at their request because he never had an emotional relationship with them. He mm -hmm. was there physically, but they never, I mean, it wasn't like with Aaron, it was never, Oh, daddy, uh, let me give you a big hug. That was never it. That was a bad, they had a bad relationship because he never felt like she was sick. So he, uh, that, that's, that whole situation was bad for him and Aaron. So, and she saw that. And then with Micah, I don't know. He just has never, I mean, he just doesn't, he, he chooses when he wants to see him. If he wants to see him, he has a car, driver's license, go see him. I don't mm -hmm. have anything to do with it. And I've told them since the get go, y'all want to go see him, go see him. I don't have a problem with it, but they don't want to. Yeah. And I think it's just, they don't have that emotional connection to him. Like they do me. I spent every day that I was off every time I had, I spent it with them doing stuff with them and making, you know, making sure they enjoyed some of their life. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. 
So when was your divorce final? It was last year in December. This last oh, so December. it took two full years. Yes, it did. Mm-hmm. So two years, mm-hmm. depositions, everything else. Do you know what the final legal bill was? Yeah, but do you want me to throw up on camera or off camera and tell you? (laughs) (laughs) All right, take a drink of water, and what's what's the number? Uh, My half was about $75,000, I'd say. $75,000? $7,500. Oh, $7,500. Yes. Okay. Well, that's a lot less than I would have expected based on... But it's not uh, as cheap as uh, my divorce. Yeah. Ourdivorce.com is a lot cheaper than that. Right. But, but it doesn't sound like ourdivorce.com would have worked for you and Matthew. Oh, no, no. I tried to offer him that, but he didn't take me up on that offer. And I said, well, get ready for the roller coaster because I'm going to go through everything. Yeah. All right. So, so you, when you say you're half, did, did you guys just decide to split them or how did that work? I guess my lawyer for my lawyer. Okay. So you gave your attorney 7,500 bucks. Mm-hmm. He had an attorney. So you're assuming it was give or take about the same. Yes. He okay. had two attorneys. Cause the first one, he kept losing it, all the motions that were thrown out. And I guess he didn't like that. So he had two <laughs> attorneys, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're basically saying give or take 15,000 bucks, right. three, three attorneys, how mm-hmm. much time wasted, you know, and, and he, yeah. And, and so he ultimately said, fine, take, he had, cause you didn't go to court. So obviously he had to agree to give you his 401k. Right. Exactly. And he yeah. knew that he was busted. His attorney probably said, dude, this is a bargain. Right. I would say so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you take that 401k or those 401ks. Cause I assume it was also from the, the, uh, diesel repair place. Oh, it was all railroad. of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you took all that cash, you bought a house, paid off your debt and, and you're still working. So I, I good still for have you. bills. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, I still owe on the house that I bought, but I don't owe as much cause I paid, you know, some yeah. of it, but yeah, I still have bills. It and allowed I, you to afford it basically. Exactly. Exactly. And I still am, you know, I want to be a responsible adult and, you know, society as far as working and stuff. And I enjoy it. I mean, pharmacy, I enjoy pharmacy. So, yeah, which I did a little stand up comedy years and years ago. And I, one of my jokes was, I don't understand why it takes pharmacists so long to count to 30. Well, but that's true. I understand there's more it, to it. it but... It's the same as, uh, we can slap a label on anything and send it out the door if you'd like it. So, uh, yeah. I can slap a label on a, a box of condoms, you know, if that's what you want. But I'm assuming that's not going to work as well as your uh, Viagra. But, you know, <laughs> that okay. or, uh, we can't get the conveyor belt working today. Sorry. So you've been divorced now for, what, eight months, give or take? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you do you know what's happened to Matthew since? Do you know what he's doing? I don't know what's happened to Matthew. Matthew, I do know that Matthew is living in a filthy, dirty house because since I've been gone, he hasn't cleaned it. We went in to do an appraisal during the divorce process and he is, it was, oh, it was horrible. So big Mac cartons and a black sink, uh, bathroom, like bathroom sink. And just, uh, it's just, yeah. And I, that's about the only thing that I really know about Matthew. He still 
has the house, has a, he's living in a four bedroom house by himself uh, and has done nothing to improve it or make it any better, which I don't expect him to do. Yeah. So you've bettered yourself, but what, what what's happening with you? Are you? I am currently dating a guy, and yes, I and he has a nine-year-old son, and I am working and just focusing on my kids. I don't think that's ever going to change. You know, I try to do what I can to make them happy and give them what I can versus, you know, it just... And then trying to guide them in the right way for, you know, colleges and all that stuff. So that's basically all I do. Well, so let me ask, is your new guy, is he older, younger? Oh, no, he's younger. I'm robbing the cradle this time. (laughs) (laughs) And does, is he, does he have a shaved head? Yes. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a requirement. Okay. Yes. He's Hawaiian. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, he's Interesting. Hawaiian. I know. And he does have a shaved head and he's got a clean cut face and he's 35-ish and he's a good guy. He he helps me cook in the evenings when he's home. There you, you know? go. Uh, makes his own sandwich. He makes his own sandwich, wipes his own ass. I mean, what more can I ask for? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> well, okay. I think it, it's a crazy story because for me, I listen to your story and I just think, how does it get, for me, it's more just how dumb does Matthew think everybody else is that, that you can just get away with that. And I guess he did for a while. He did. He did. But what do you, did you ever figure out or do you have a guess as to what his, what was his end game and putting all this money in a different place? Was it, was he planning on leaving you at some point? I don't know what his end game is. I think it may be stemming from thinking that I would leave and he would have that extra money. I don't, uh, but I don't know because like as soon as he found out, he, you know, took all that money and spent it, you know, as soon as he found out that I was, yeah, he took it all and spent it on whatever, you know? And I think that he actually took it and, transferred some of it into another account and i think that he's still funneling out of that other account so but i don't know what his end game was and that'd be a good question but anytime you ask him anything even with the kids you know micah he's very very straightforward like me very and he asked them you know we're like one time he was supposed to pick up the kids from school and he didn't come and he and micah's like where were you And Micah knew where he was because I told him, but it was like, he danced around the whole subject for 30 minutes. He would never tell him, Hmm. but he was at a tool concert and that's why he didn't pick him up from school. So it was just, you know, and there were times when we would go stay in the hospital and he'd be at a tool concert or he was staying at the hospital with a girlfriend or whatever, you know? And it just, I mean, all of that stuff plays into it, into the divorce. So, well, he really likes tool, doesn't he? Uh, yes, he does like tool very much. So, I mean, and that's all well and great, but I think your family has to come before that. I mean, and you know, when Aaron was in the hospital, I, I stayed there with her all the time. He never did. It was, you know, and that was hard. So, and his other thing was, 
you know, he get two weeks of vacation a year. Okay, the family can have one week, but the other week is mine to do with what I want to do. Oh, okay. But all of my off days were spent at the doctor's office mm-hmm. or doing something <laughs> with the kids. And I'm like, oh, I see. So where, where do I get a week to myself? Because I would love that, you know? Sure. But I think we all would. Right. I mean, I don't know that he actually understood how hard it was to raise kids. And I almost think he liked the idea of having a family, but didn't know how to actually do the work to have the family or to, you know, raise the kids because they don't just raise themselves. Right. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) they need a lot of guidance, unfortunately, especially teenagers. Yeah. My my yeah. oldest brother often talks about how uh, how hard it would be to be a teenager today. Yes, I mean it's, it, it's never been an easy age, but it just gets harder every generation. I think. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I can imagine. Oh no, yeah. I don't know. I think if I was in school again, back in high school, I would try to like do better in school. Yeah, too. <laughs> that would have been my thing and maybe been a pharmacist maybe <laughs> well let's get to uh what we've learned because you know I, I talk about this all the time that you and i belong to a club that we never wanted to be a part of and that we can't get out of and that is uh, the divorced parents club yeah what what advice would you give to the listeners based on uh, your experience See, and this probably sounds bad, but I mean, especially to women and maybe even men too, I say be open to paying attention to what people are saying and know, okay, does this make sense? Okay, wait, you know, and I I guess that's just second guessing them, but that's where I'm at in my life is, you know, hey, just listening to what they say. And then my second thing would be communication and especially with women. I guess is our problem is we think things, but we don't actually say them. And we expect y'all to know because we think, you know, us backwards and forwards. So you're going to know what we're thinking, but that's not actually true. Y'all don't know what we're thinking. And then you're playing the guessing game. So, and my third piece of advice is never buy a house with a man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or <laughs> redecorate it or yeah because you both have different ideas and then you have to come together with those ideas and mix them together and oh lord yeah that would end in divorce too i'm sure there's a lot of divorces over that one. Oh, i'm sure there are yes it'd be interesting to do a follow-up with v couples and figure out what the <laughs> divorce rate is amongst them yeah i know right but yeah i just say listen to the guys and really take to heart what they're saying and you know don't just say uh-huh and go on, which yeah. I'm uh, definitely guilty of, you know, <laughs> uh, because I'm my I, I'm bad about listening to you. But my mind is on five other things at the same time I'm listening to you. So I hear what you're saying. You're telling me about the wall and how it feels like a bowling ball alley and da 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 da. But I'm thinking about this bookshelf I'm trying to put together at the same time. See? Yeah. So communication, yeah. Kelly, valuable lessons, and uh, we can all learn from them. Thank you so much for being here. It's a great story. Well, it's a shitty story, but I'm <laughs> thank you for sharing it. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> I love being part of your shitty story. Or my, part of my shitty story. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I think it's your shitty story. Thank you yeah. for being allowing us to be a part of your shitty story.
Can you believe that? Seriously, Matthew, how dumb do you think she is? And what a shitty example to your children. I'm glad Kelly was able to turn her shitty story into one with a happy ending and wish her and her family only the best. That's all for this week, everyone. Thanks for listening. Now, if you like today's show, please show it to us by giving us five stars on whatever app you're using right now. It really helps spread the word. I hope you have an amazing week. Bye. Divorce doesn't have to be complicated. OurDivorce.com's three-step procedure provides a simple and affordable process that you can follow at your own pace. Save thousands by visiting OurDivorce.com today.